Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. Today we are in the second and final week of our short yet, I believe, very important sermon series called Why? And what we're doing in this series is we are revisiting that huge question we all face when things go horribly wrong. Why do bad things happen? No, really, why do bad things happen? Now, the reason we're coming back to this question is because in the last couple of years, we have had some things happen to people in this congregation and in our world at large that I think has caused all of us to ask this question again. So in response to that, I felt God was calling me to to revisit this question, to help us continue to wrestle with and make sense of this messy world that we inhabit where bad things seem to happen all the time. Now, again, let me also remind you that I can't sit up here and tell you that I've got it all figured out and that my way of seeing things is the end-all, be-all. No, what I'm sharing with you is after years and years of wrestling with this question for myself, this is what makes the most sense to me at this point. So please feel free to disagree. Please feel free to take parts of this or please feel free to use this as your springboard into your own kind of journey into figuring out this question. Okay, so last week in an attempt to try to answer the question, um, we talked about three things regarding how God went about creating a good world where evil exists. Number one, in the beginning, God gave us dominion, or God created us, human beings, to manage, oversee, and be in charge of his good creation. Number two, God, in order to create a world where love is possible, he created us human beings with free will or the ability to make our own choices. And then we talked about how we as human beings have a proclivity to sin or this predisposition to wander from the path. And what happens when you bring those three pieces together, you get a very simple yet very thorough way of making sense of why most of the evil that happens in the world happens. And that most of the evil that we experience is not something that God willed or even wanted, but instead is the result of a free people that God has put in charge making bad decisions. Decisions that that not only affect the, the person who has sinned, but decisions that affect everyone around them and even the world. Or for me, In my way of thinking, that's a a big part of why most bad things happen. But but now that we've set that as our foundation, the, the next question I think we need to get into, which for me is just as important, is where is God when bad thing happens? Or where is God when it hurts? And again, my first answer to this question is I really don't know with absolute certainty, right? But here's what I think for what it's worth. First of all, I believe and have experienced that before bad things ever happen, God is always at work in and through our lives telling us not to do it. 
which God does not only through scripture, right? We got some rules and regulations that we need to follow, but he does it through the spirit. He does it through other people. But even though God is always doing that, always working in our lives in that way, what usually ends up happening is that we are really, really good at not listening. Now this is true. Go back to the many bad and sinful choices that you have made in your life and think about how God was at work within you and around you trying to stop you from making that bad decision. Yet, what did you do? You did it anyway. Or what I would like to point out is God is always there. We just need to do a better job of listening. Secondly, I believe and have experienced that on occasion God intervenes. And what I mean by that is that sometimes God shows up when we're headed down the wrong path or when something has gone horribly wrong and he keeps it from happening. I've, I've seen it. It's amazing. It's wonderful. But it doesn't happen very often. It also begs the question, well, why doesn't God intervene all the time so that nothing bad ever happens? Or to make this personal for yourself, this is the question we ask. Why, God, did you allow this to happen to me? You have the ability to stop anything. Why didn't you stop it? And again, the way I answer this question is, first of all, I don't know. And in fact, this is one of the first questions I plan on asking God when I get to see him face to face. This is the one that I struggle with the most. But even though that's true, I think it's also it has something to do with God's love. And that a big part of the way God seems to love us is by allowing us to make our own decisions, even when we make the wrong choices. Or one of the ways, as a father, I love my girls is by stepping back and allowing them to make their own choices. And that is not healthy for me as a loving father to intervene and micromanage my girls so that nothing bad ever happens to them. No, a big part of the way I love my daughters, which, by the way, I'm not very comfortable with, is setting them free to make their own decisions. Well, I think that's probably what God is doing when he chooses not to intervene. Next, I believe that the way God shows up most often when things have gone horribly wrong is through his people. And to give you an example of this, we have two members of our church who work for Great Bend Fire and EMS. And these two men, along with the other men and women on the department, have devoted their lives to learning everything they need to learn about how to save a life, about how to fight a fire, or how to deal with the worst case scenario when it happens. Or in a sense, I believe that these people have been created and called by God to do this very difficult work. So what that means is when you get in an accident or your house catches fire or something bad happens, where God is in that moment is he's right there with you, giving you all the life-saving attention that you need through his hands and feet. Or God is there through his people. But it also doesn't have to be that dramatic, right? Because I also believe anytime someone shows up and you are in need, that's not just those people who are showing up. That's a part of the way that God works. That's God using other people, whether they're aware of it or not, to help you not only face what it is that you're up against, but to give you what you need to walk out of the darkness and back into life, right? Into the light. Or think about that one friend or that one family member who just seems to show up. When you need them. There's more going on there than just a friend showing up. Next, through most of the hardship that I have faced, not only does God show up through other people, but for me, 
that's when I seem to experience God's presence the most. Or that's when God seems to show up in powerful ways that I can't explain, bringing comfort and love and strength and hope and guidance or, or whatever I need in that moment. Or I remember one time when my oldest daughter, Karis, was about two to three years old and she was having a severe asthma attack. First time it really happened to her in, in this way. So much so that this little creature of mine is gasping for air. I mean, it really was one of the most scary moments of my life. So, of course, what do you do in that moment? I, I scooped her up and, and was taking her directly to the emergency room. But then what happened to me is I was speeding down the road to get her to the place where there is safety, is that instead of breaking down and falling apart, which is what I was about to do, it's what I wanted to do, that's when God showed up. He showed up in that, that moment of panic and fear, and he gave me the strength and courage to get my baby to safety. And he got me through all of that. And then after it was all said and done, what do you think I did? I broke down. That's my life, right? These creatures are our lives. Then just recently, as I was walking into another ICU room, which is something I do quite often, uh, this time I was walking into the ICU room of, of Rita Brock, who was facing the last moments of her life. And, and for those of you who don't know Rita, long-time, amazing member of this church. So I, I walked into the room to say goodbye to this sweet and kind lady that I love uh, that always gives me a hard time, and she gave me a hard time even then. And, and so even, even in the midst of that, God showed up there in amazing ways. To not only use me to minister to Rita and her family in, the, in these moments, but also to offer healing and strength to this family who was saying goodbye to their matriarch, their foundation. Or even though our hearts were breaking in that hard and difficult place, it was also one of the most holy moments I've ever experienced as a minister. Because somehow, in the midst of all of that suffering and sorrow, God was there with all of us. And this is something I experience all the time in those places where you wouldn't expect to experience it. Somehow God is there. But I think the thing that helps me the most when facing this question, especially when I'm really struggling, is that what the cross and the resurrection of Christ teach us about who our God is and, and how he is at work responding to all of the bad that has ever happened in this world is that our God is really, really good at taking the most horrible and tragic situations anyone has ever faced and using them in spite of the evil and harm they have caused to bring about goodness and beauty and life and salvation. Because if God can take the cross, that instrument of torture and death that was designed to cause people to suffer and die in the worst possible way, or he can take that thing that, that represented death and fear and oppression and use that to bring about life and hope and freedom for everyone who has ever lived, then I am convinced that God can take any and all bad things and use them to bring about good. Our current janitor, Courtney Clark, I hope you guys have had a chance to meet her, but if you haven't, she's amazing. She used to not only be someone who was controlled by her addictions for about 11 years, I think she started 12, 13 years old. At one point, she was also one of the biggest drug dealers in town. But now that she is clean and sober, 
Now that she's getting her life back on track, God is now using all of that evil that she used to be a part of to help others in this church whose loved ones are facing addiction. Or because of her past, she can now walk into situations and help people better understand what's going on. Or she can respond to those friends and family members who were struggling with how to reach out to help to someone who was just falling off the cliff. And it's even gotten to the point these days, so I have a brother who is an addict and I have a dad who is an addict, so I know a lot about addiction, right? But it's even gotten to the place where I'm talking to these people. I'm like, no, 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 you need to go talk to Courtney. She's been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, and she can help. We have another young lady in our church who, as a child, walked through tragedy after tragedy. As a kid, she not only endured emotional, physical, and even sexual abuse, but, but she endured a, a nasty divorce between her parents, which, which left her scarred. And then in her final year of college, she was finally getting her feet under her. She was about to launch into the future and leave all that other stuff behind her. Through no fault of her own, she ran over a woman who was thrown from her motorcycle. Can you even imagine a place like that? But amazingly, what God has done with all that evil, suffering, and death this young lady has experienced is he is now using it. He's now using her as a therapist to help others who are facing similar evils to find a way out of the darkness or to find a way forward. How amazing is that? Now, please do not hear me saying that God caused those bad things to happen so we could use them or that all that ever has happened is something, it's a part of God's plan. I don't believe that. That doesn't make sense to me. Now, others believe that and I'm okay with that, but that just doesn't make any sense to me. What I do believe is that it doesn't matter what has happened to you or how evil it was, God can take even that, that thing that you're thinking of at this very moment and use that to bring about good because that's just how good and amazing and wonderful our God really is. And then to give you kind of the, the big picture of all of this, I also believe that Jesus' death and resurrection clearly show us that sin, evil, suffering, and death will not have the last word. And sometimes it, it seems like all of those are winning, doesn't it? No, I believe that the one who was dead and is now alive forevermore he is the one who gets the last word. Or I truly believe, when all is said and done and the dust settles, that our God will win by making everything right. Or what I hope you're starting to see is that it doesn't matter what has happened to you, what, what might happen to you in the future. The truth is we serve a God who is with us, for us, not against us, a God who will never leave or forsake us, and a God who is constantly at work in this world and our lives doing things like trying to stop us from making bad decisions. In some cases, intervening and stopping bad things from happening, showing up in the form of other people, entering into our dark places. But most importantly, I believe that our God can take anything bad and use it for good. Or, or that's the way I go about making sense of this difficult question. And I don't know if you guys realize this or not. I've ever thought about this before. But as a minister, worst case scenarios show up in my office almost every single day. In fact, someone that I love very, very dearly 
talk to me this morning about a diagnosis that they just received, which broke my heart. But what I do know in the face of all of that, I believe in a God who truly is with us and for us, who, who can take the worst parts of our lives and use that to bring healing and wholeness and life. That's how I'm able to face that every single day. And I want to share that with you. I hope that helps you. Or at least I hope it gets you started as you wrestle with this question. Let us pray. Father, again, as we wrestle with this, this question, this question that we, we try to hide from, we try to ignore, um, help us to see that you're not a God who doesn't care. You're not a God who is too busy. You're not a God who is distant, but instead is a God who allows us freedom. And then in the midst of that freedom, you show up and, and you try to get us not to do those things you know we shouldn't do. There are times when you intervene and you save us. Other times you show up in the form of other people, uh, but you're always speaking to us in our hearts if we would just stop and listen. Or help us, Lord, understand that that's exactly where you are when bad things happen. And it's even the case that you can take the worst thing that has ever happened to us and you can use that for good. Lord, we ask this all in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. And we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.